Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. He's in. What a comeback. Hey guys, welcome to the 28 to 3 podcast. I'm here with Nick, Corey, my name is Max. Let's get into it. So, we finished off last episode with Corey posing the question of is Pete Warner and Demario Davis as good as the Dome Patrol? No, that is not what I said. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. So, what we decided <laughs> to do is we are going to educate the younger members of our audience. Sure. So Nick and I, being the uh, the old men that we are, you know, we've been around for the uh, the not so glory days, the the non Sean Payton days of the Saints, and we have been emotionally scarred from it. Well, so we're, we're, hold on, we're going to yeah. talk about this. We're going to yeah. talk about this. This is a little uh, education for you. So I say part of the framing of that about the younger generation, though, is the the scary thing that I'm not even a younger generation. Uh, the you fact that I can, but I am, but the fact that I can even remember bad days is there are. People, I, I would say kids, but they're like you. You remember grown, like Hazlitt Bass days, though. I, re- I remember the the end of Mora. I remember okay. Ditka. Well, Hazlitt, let me ask you but, this: Do you but, remember Mora having a meltdown when he? I don't, uh, I don't think I was resigned. I don't think I was allowed to watch TV that late when okay, he was I'm having say, a meltdown. Nick and I were but, in college, but I was at the games. That press conference. I went to the games that young, but. I wasn't watching that kind of TV when I was that young. But my point okay, is... Okay. Were you that into the... When you're that absolutely. young... Absolutely. Oh, I was that into the Like sense. at what age? Well, at he was like drawing the logo three. and crayon. Okay. I, there's a story about me when I was three years old and we were at oh, Ralph, Ralph and Kaku's and the, in Metairie and the manager... Badass place, by the way. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but we're sitting there at the table and three-year-old me is sitting there at the table and uh, you know he does the whole thing where you see a little kid. Oh, what's your name, little buddy? And the story is, and not because I don't remember it, but I looked him square in the eyes and said, Morton Anderson. And so I was pretty obsessed That's with pretty the Saints. Good. But the, my, my first Saints memory, since we're doing that, was oh leaving a Saints game. I think it was seven. And I saw Ricky Jackson at his hotel because we went to get beignets in the quarter. Walking back, see Ricky Jackson, lose my goddamn mind. And all I hear my mom say is, That's not his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Shout really? out to Dion for knowing that. All right. My point is there are... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a very... Okay. What was your first Saints jersey? Morton Anderson. Okay. Nick? That's how sad it was in the beginning. That, yeah. <laughs> you had, had a kicker. kicker's jersey. I, as a, Yeah. I was a little kid and I was most excited about the kicker. Right. That's how fucking bad it was. Thank you, well, Jim Mora. And I love more, but Jesus Christ, no one should have kicker jerseys in the stadium. I, I well, would ask Nick what his first jersey was, but I remember that goddamn Michael Irvin 88 jersey hanging up in his I closet. I did have that, but that no, was a Christmas My little brother was a Cowboys <laughs> fan in the 90s, too. I gave yeah. him so much. I was the, that was a relative. I was the kid that. who was willing to wear the same starter jackets at school in the, early, in the mid-90s when everybody else was wearing Packers and Cowboys, and I said, no. No, oh, no, no. We We're we wearing Saints gear. What the hell are y'all doing? Look at you but, bucking the trends. First jersey, though. That's a tough one. I don't know the answer to that. I had a Ricky Jackson. Nice. That would be my guess. That makes sense. I, I yeah. loved Ricky Jackson, but I can't. I can see, like, stocky-ass, like, teenager Max wearing Ricky Jackson. And I've had like, Deuce. Deuce was a, was a huge one, I remember. I rocked that one for years. I still have my Deuce where, like, the numbers are faded to brown now. 
Oh. You know, that's how you know you got an old. Well, hold on. You we, remember the JJ McCluskey jersey? We had JJ McCluskey, yeah. Oh. <laughs> beat that one. Ain't nobody beating that one. Yeah, I don't think anybody's got that. My, my parents were at some fundraiser, some big gala, and uh, they had an auction. And the auction, the prize was a, a football signed by the entire Saints team. And randomly as hell, a JJ McCluskey number 44 jersey. You don't even know who JJ McCluskey is, do you? <laughs> I, I'll, no. He was oh, smaller Jesus than us. Christ. 5'7. Awesome. At the most. What so was his last? Maybe 160. What was his pounds. last year on the team? Oh, Jesus. Early 90s, uh, mid 90s. I remember like the 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 toy cooks, the you know Eric Out. I mean, everyone knows Eric Out. Oh come on, you got to go back further than that, pal. Ask Nick about <laughs> well, the, Johnny Poe. Johnny Poe, baby. Dalton Johnny Poe, Nick's Dalton favorite Hilliers, player of all time. Eric Martins, the JJ McCleskey. Oh. That was a good one. Didn't his son just get out of college? No, his son actually signed with the Saints a year ago and uh, in training camp as a wide receiver. He was at Oklahoma State, transferred to Tulane, much like his dad, extremely fast, except he was around, I think, 5'11", 6 feet, but he yeah. weighed about 160 pounds, if that. Yeah. Didn't make the team. I don't think he's in the NFL anymore, but uh, the legacy of J.J. McCleskey almost lived on. He, so let, he no, he played in the NFL for eight or nine years. He, oh, JJ he, was amazing. He left dude. us and went to the Cardinals and played special for, teams demon. Yeah, so like he wasn't just like a run. I mean, he yeah. he had a good career. I believe you, old guys. You're just sad you don't <laughs> you didn't have the luxury of remembering him. I remember Toy Cook. I remember you Do know you? Tommy Barnhart. Okay, I, I let, remember the. Let's rephrase. Biggest Saints disappointment. First huge Saints disappointment. Oh, know. this okay. This will be telling. I was there at the Dome when the Falcons eliminated us on the last second field goal. So Michael Haynes? It, no, before no. Michael Haynes. And it was the either the wild card playoff game or the game we had to win to get into the playoffs. And it was Well, the Michael Haynes was the one that had bounced us. Remember, it was a uh, Hail Mary. There was one that specifically. Was, that, was, that was early 90s, though. This yeah, is before that. There was, was one specifically. It was right before we signed him, of yeah. course. Where I, I was young enough to still, you know cry at football games right and we lost because the falcons hit like a 50 plus almost 60 yarder to win the game and it was either advancing the playoffs or to make the playoffs I, i'm not going to be able to pinpoint the year but i need you to fact check this one i'm going to fact check it but i just that but you talk about like biggest disappointment i mean that's what's ingrained in my head as like the earliest saints disappointment well, it was i got one for you i'm going to segue over to nick with this and say flipper anderson I went to that game. And At that game. Oh, man. 336 yards on, what was it, 17 catches? No, it was less than that, I think. Even. Well, let's let's put some context to this game. When are we talking? This, this is, is late 80s. 87, 88, I believe. Jim the short was I'm going to say it's 88. Was it the shortened season or after that? No, no, no. This is a, a full-on season. Yeah. Future Saints quarterback Jim Everett was we the We had the lead the in the fourth quarter. We had the lead Saints so Jim comfortably Everett. that we left. And walking to the car, we get in the car. Were you driving yet? Of course not. Okay. Just exactly. making sure. I mean, I might have been, but they didn't know. I'll keep talking about how old you are, just making sure. No, I'm pretty old. <laughs> get to the car, turn on the radio, Ram score, go to overtime. Instantly in overtime, he has another big catch. We lose the game. When it was in hand enough for my parents to say it's time to go, it's getting late. Mm. That kind of thing. Sure. That's the worst memory. That's still probably the worst memory of a Saints game in person. No, that's not true. 
the no call is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and look, I, I just fact checked you, and you are correct. It was less than the seventeen. It was fifteen catches yeah. for three hundred and thirty six yards. Yeah. And that season, he had 44 catches for 11.46, an average of 26 yeah. a catch. That's but insane. that was a third of his catches in one game against us. Jesus. And they won in overtime, correct? Uh, yes. God, that's crazy. I'll never forget leaving that game. It was ridiculous. And still an NFL record. Yeah, it is. That's, what, 35 years later in a much more offensive game than it was back then. Yeah, Still to put it in context, you're right, because that was more of a, the NFL was a running league with the exception of Dan Marino at that point. Well, and, and, and the Joe 49ers Mike. who yeah, ruined our life over and over again. Right. You know what, though? Let, let, let's circle back. So, Corey posed a question about the Dome Patrol versus the uh, Pete Warner, DeMario Davis combo. So, let's get some context on the Dome Patrol. I know you're, you're, you're a big... History buff with the Dome Patrol. Give me what you got. Well, we can throw Vaughn Johnson out if you want. Vaughn Johnson was incredible, multi-time Pro Bowler. Um, but his you know, longevity wasn't like the other three guys. So But as of right now, you will say he is he is Vaughn Johnson was better than Pete Warner. One hundred percent. And that's not even close. Right, right. Was Vaughn Johnson better than DeMorio? No. No, prob- no, probably not. Okay. I would say absolutely not. Good frame but, but talk about the other ones relative to DeMario. What I think fa- Saints fans forget a, a little bit is how good Pat Swilling was. Well, and before you, real quick, I mean, when you say forget, too, I, I do want to emphasize the fact that people forget, especially those of, we could call it our generation, but mine and yours. There are full-on adults out there. 26, 27 year old guys who think they're on top of the world right now. Maybe they just bought their first house. They have a kid. They're driving a nice car because they have a lot of disposable income. Life hasn't hit them in the face with a brick (laughs) yet. But they don't have memories of the Saints being bad, which is crazy to me. Which is good. Good for them. That's Uh, great for them. I I applaud them. That's Um, that's all we have. We love the Dome Patrol so much because they kept us. We won back then. But our, we did our, win. Yeah. We our never mem- won anything big, but our we won. Our memories of having that taste of success and then just the the years of just horror that followed, it's kind of like, it's why we are the way that we are. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to put it any other way, but what you're saying about Pat Swilling, so like what people don't understand is, it you know. That Pat Swilling was a defensive player of the year in the NFL one year, led the league in sacks, won the best defensive player. Four-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowlers. He was four-time All-Pro with us. He left when we traded him for a first-round pick. Which turned into Willie Rofe. Which we drafted Willie Rofe. Yeah. And he made a Pro Bowl the ensuing year with Detroit. Had 107 sacks. For five years, debatably, if Reggie White didn't exist, the most dominant pass rusher in the NFL yeah. for five years. For that he had, stretch. He had some in, for that stretch. Yeah. He had some injuries. It slowed him down. Detroit, he started out great, and he kind of faded off. So he didn't have a, a very long, dominant right, career. Right. But for five to six years, was a top five NFL defensive player, without a doubt. Okay, so let me ask you this. Would you say DeMario, body of work, whole career? His career is not as Pat impressive Swilling. as Pat Swilling's career, right. in my opinion. And, and I agree with that. Now, we're talking about Swilling was the third best member of the Dome Patrol. For a career. For a career. He yeah. may have had the best season ever by a Dome Patrol guy. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in that in that defensive player of the year season. But yeah. for a career. And DeMario, I would say there is a chance DeMario could catch him 
on a career. But Demario's now what? Uh, three-time All-Pro? Or did he just get his fourth? He just got his fourth. It's three or four. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but lest we forget his first Pro First Bowl. Pro Bowl, right. <laughs> just, Which just is funny. That That's terrible. a Saints thing. I mean, because like Ramchek's made three All-Pros and zero Pro Bowls. Yeah. It... it well, as a as a first selection, it's I such think a, he made such up. an us thing to happen. It's a weird. Yeah, it's, it makes no sense. So Demario is a four time All yeah. Pro, one time first, three, three times second. second. Right. So he's right on the cusp, and he's moving up that all times tackles list now. I think he's climbed into the top thirty, maybe the top twenty five in NFL history. If he gets two more seasons like that, then I'll then I would, I'd give the nod to Demario. Yeah. I don't think there's anything he could do to reach the other two guys. It would it would be very hard. Which in order are? In order is Sam Mills, then Ricky Jackson. Yeah, that's I think tough, that's fair. Though. It's I mean, fair. No, that's fair, but it's tough. Sam Mills was dominant for a decade. Ricky with Jackson. Two teams the same, too. Yeah, with two teams. Um, now a Hall of Famer. See, the the Hall of Fame debate on Demario is still iffy. Sure. Yeah. He's very very close. Um, he didn't make the All Decade team. Um, but he's four time All Pro. I mean, with us, if his whole career was just Saints, yeah, then we'd be having a different talk. Um, so for people that don't understand how, you know, I think when people look at Sam Mills, they see pictures of him. They see a dude with a, the old school face mask with the middle bar oh, going down, yeah. you know, and they're looking at him and he looks like a, like, you know, he looks shorter than I mean, he Boston was what, Scott. Five, eight, five, nine? And I think he was 5'9". So what um, is it if, if, you know, if you had prime Sam Mills in the locker room right now, what is it that Sam Mills would bring to the table to say, all right, DeMario, like, you're going to play special teams? They'd be on the field together. They'd be on the field together, yeah. They'd okay. move, they'd Vaughn move Johnson DeMario would be playing we'll Sam it. Mills well, would then, get the middle spot, for sure. We'll put it this and way. they put DeMario. DeMario's what, probably weak side linebacker. He would be. Yeah. What is it that Sam Mills brought back in the day that you can't replace? That heart, no one, heart that and no one passion, has now? dude. Heart and passion. I he think was, they're very similar in that aspect. They are, they are, they are. Um... Look, he I was think- so intelligent. So was Demario yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. I think Demario's career just took a little longer to get going. Sure. Well, and- wait, well hold on. Let's throw Vilma into the mix. Yeah, Vil- Vilma of- doesn't have enough enough on tape. I mean, like mm-hmm. the injuries took him out. They took him out. He's just got that Super Bowl. Ring. His best years were incredible, but his 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 greatness was very short. Oh, man, he no was- one had more. I, I don't remember anybody having more pop to their hits than Vilma. I, I absolutely love Vilma. Vilma did not have the longevity. Didn't have the longevity, but I mean, no he just—I think he just instilled fear. I mean, never all pro. I don't. This believe. This is a bit of an offshoot from Dome Patrol versus present day, but I remember one game when McFa- Darren McFadden was playing for the Raiders, and it was back before everybody was all spread happy and West Coast crazy, and the Raiders said, "You know what? We're going to run an ISO. We're going to run Darren McFadden right up the middle," and Vilma was like. Great, and I just remember Vilma, who had a weight and height disadvantage on McFadden, and you thought if McFadden Sam Mill sizeish, if McFadden is running downhill, you're thinking, all right, well, Vilma's going to tackle him, but he's probably going to like you know stop him and then drag him down. Vilma took McFadden off of his cleats. I mean, it was clean pop. Do you can definitively say those are the three best middle linebackers in Saints history? In some order, it's probably Sam Mills, then DeMario, and then Vilma. But those are your three guys. Sure. 
That makes sense. Now, Vilma gets bonus points because he was on the championship team, but his longevity. Man, is Vilma's not, my guy. That dude it is. doesn't compare longevity. We're talking yeah. about careers. It doesn't compare with the other two guys. It just. I don't know, man. Look at Vilma's stats because Demario had a rough start to his NFL career. He didn't really take off till yeah, he got here. Because Vilma was already a star with the Jets, I think. Yeah. I mean, he, he was at least top something in the AFC. I mean, yeah, called three he, five. I mean, he he was. Man, I, I remember, it, to me, it's a toss-up between Vilma and, and uh, DeMario. I think Sam Mills is... But he never was all pro. He was on much worse defenses. Um, which overall. Might, but, but Which might up him in the category. You know, if, he, if he's doing what he's doing on a worse defense with, with a lesser supporting doing what he's cast, doing, what do you mean? I mean, he's the... He's he, the well, I think what he's saying is his surrounding cast if he's, wasn't as good as what DeMario Yeah, if he's had. producing... And leading a defense to a well, conference we'll championship. Right. So we signed Demario. What year? Seventeen or eighteen? Uh, same year as the draft, right? Seventeen. Okay, so then uh, yeah, we had Lattimore so. step in, playing at a Pro Bowl level right out of gates. We had Cam in his prime. Who else did we have on that team? I mean, I hear you, but we had Will Smith, who was great for those years. No, and that's a great point. Right, yeah. Um, the the Saints have had Demario twenty eighteen to present. Twenty eighteen. Okay, so we he signed was Lattimore's in, second year. Yeah, we signed. Okay, we, okay. So you had Lattimore at prime Lattimore levels. Yeah, and Cam in prime Cam levels. Who else was on that team? Was uh, that was Von Bell still right at safety? Yeah, Bell and Williams. But, oh yeah, Marcus Williams. Jesus. Okay, so he was been surrounded by some good players. So Vilma. I think they all just bring different things to the table. They do, and, and honestly, they're both sign, What year did we sign Vilma? Uh, JV would have been the Super Bowl year, right? No. Yeah. No, it was Is before he, that. He, it was was before he on that. the 06 team? Was he one of those 06? Uh, no. When was that, that was all the white linebackers. Semino, Fujita. Shanley. 2008, right? 2008? Yeah. It was the year before the Super yeah. Bowl year. The year before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, best trade in Saints history, maybe. Because that was actually a trade. I, yeah, absolutely. A uh, fourth-round pick and a conditional pick in the 2009 yeah. draft, ultimately. And that was because he had the knee injury. Right. He had already made a Pro Bowl Thank with you. them. Thank you, Jess. Right? He made a Pro Bowl early in his career. He was defensive play rookie of the year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a big contingency of Saints fans, myself included, that really wanted to draft him. Yeah. Oh, I was the draft he was came out. We but could he, have we could have had the him. Jets the Jets bailed on him because of the knee injury, which ended up getting him in the end, but we got multiple what, four great years out of him. Right. From eight, nine, ten, eleven, I would say. When did he leave the league? What year? Fourteen? Um, we had him till thirteen. Thirteen? Yep. So yeah, so we had a sh- we had a short stint with him. If you really look at eight to thirteen. But it's arguably or maybe not even arguably, it was his best stint. But two Pro Bowls while he's here compared to four All-Pros from DeMario. He was the leader. You're sure of, you want to make that assessment? Well, he I, was the leader of a Super Bowl winning defense. I'll, I'll say this. It's the best. That's be damned. A top Super 10. Bowl winning offensive-minded team. But would you rather them be the, like, okay, we sing Dennis Allen's praises. I'm not saying we're wrong for doing it by saying he brought us a top 10 ranked defense for more than two seasons or more than one four season. Right. Yeah, whatever it was. But would you rather have that and like maybe two or three playoff wins, or have a fifteenth ranked defense in one Super Bowl over five years? If we had that, then we'd have three or four Super Bowls. 
Our so, issue was that defense wasn't good enough. Let's let's not forget San Francisco two years later after the Super Bowl. Let's not forget the Seattle playoff failure. The defense well, is okay, why that, we failed. That Seattle game, though, no, we rolled in with our, I mean, like, what do you... Look, the Seattle game, we rolled in with, like, our fifth string running The back. defense wasn't good. The yeah, defense but wasn't the offense good. was not at all equipped to I'm not talking about an if. I mean, you have two... Call was he three, not on the worst defense in the history of the NFL? Three-year periods to choose from. I'm just saying... Was wasn't he on that team? The well, that was the what year was the yes. worst defensive yeah, NFL yes. history? With Spagnolo. Yes, I, I, I'm I just don't... I love the guy. You're comparing him to Mario. The Mario's career to me with the Saints, especially, is definitively better. I think it's closer than you're saying, but I probably would take the Mario over him. All things considered, and it's I'm a huge a fan of both. Dunk. Huge fan of both. Yeah, you're right. Huge well, fan. Let's talk about the one that nobody can argue about. Let's talk about Ricky. J.J. McCleskey. Talk about Ri- <laughs> yeah, that guy. Ricky Jackson. Oh, I thought you were going to say Baker Mayfield. No, we're talking about Dome Patrol. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, I'm off Baker. Carolina Panthers, <laughs> we don't, you know. Yeah. No, Ricky, Ricky Ricky's was... Ricky's the greatest. Ricky's the greatest, man. He, he... You know, that's what... Dr. Breeze? Well, that's what Cam's chasing, is to be the greatest Saints defensive player ever. Yeah, and I, right now it's Ricky. But is there it's anything Ricky. about anything that Cam's done that could compare to, to, to Ricky? No. I mean, because, look, like we Cam said. Cam has one season. I that, was young when Ricky played, but, I mean, when a guy's that good, he, he, he stands out in your, your memory, even if you're, like, a young man, child. Man, I remember being a little And kid. I'll tell you this, though. I, they are I, semi-similar, too, because Ricky could play everything defensively, everything. and Cam can play everything. I just think Ricky is a superior pass rusher to I Cam. I don't know that. Oh, absolutely. But absolutely. Would you say Ricky had some ability to drop back on, like, a zone blitz and have a little bit of coverage, like zone coverage? They used to him? drop Ricky out. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. I don't know that Cam can really do that. Well, no. He's a, you're talking about a defensive end versus an outside line. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what, what Nick's saying is that they can both do everything. I think well, Ricky was more I, I meant uh, run and pass. I mean, I mean run, he means being, run and pass. not being that pure pass rusher. Neither of them there are that. They were yeah. complete defensive okay. ends or outside so linebackers. Everything, everything is in like well, but keep in mind situationally the Saints, versatile. Hold on, the Saints were pass. running. The Saints were Let, running. Keep a in three, mind, four. dropping in coverage back different then. Defense, of course, it's right. a different defense. was not necessary. Right, That's and true. also, but the biggest thing is, like I just said, Saints were running a three-four defense during the Dome Patrol. Saints run a four-three. You don't see 3-4 oh, yeah. much at all in the NFL anymore. So a true Cam is a true 4-3 right. defensive end. You know, oh, shit. I mean, he could... In he, all honesty, when we drafted Cam, we thought he was the non-pass rushing defensive end in a 4-3 scheme. Yeah. He was, well, he's a left end. Right. Yeah, that's what he is. Because Cal ran a 3-4 back when we drafted him. Right. So Ricky Jackson, what do you weigh? Like 245? He was 6'2", 245, he had I to think. Have been 250, he's an outside right. linebacker. Him and Swilling were the outside guys. They were yeah. essentially pass rushers. Well, that was the day of, of the, the linebacker being. Like well, you had LT, stock, who was a linebacker. But like a, a pass stock rusher. 250. Like, let, me, let me tell you about a guy named Lawrence Taylor. You probably don't remember. I know who the hell Lawrence Taylor was. Do you? Let, let yeah. me tell you the difference between Ricky and Cam. LT. Okay. And, and again, <laughs> I love Cam. Ricky, Cam's Cam's big drawback to me until the last couple of years where he has the longevity and is, in my mind, now a definitive Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer. Agreed. Um, his one knock for me was forcing turnovers. The great pass rushing defensive ends 
always force fumbles. Yeah, force yeah. right. Yeah. They, that's what they do. LT, you just LT said LT. Being like, the best. They don't want to. They don't just want to knock the ball out. Like they want to eat the ball for right. breakfast. They want to. They want to. They want to knock it out. Well, it was the SWAT. They want the triple crown. They want to swat it, pick it up, and they want to run with it. They want to. They want to force fumble, fumble recovery, sack. Ricky Jackson was great at that. Ricky Jackson. I don't know the exact numbers. Max, look this up. I'm gonna say Ricky Jackson probably had four somewhere in the 40s of forced fumbles, and Cam is probably around 10 in a career. In a career, uh, that's a huge difference when you're talking about an impact. Well, it's like uh, I could a, be wrong on Cam. Maybe well, I'm underselling him a little bit. I, I think that's why like he was such a you know, friend of a friend of the pod, uh, Peanut Tillman. Him doing what he did, yeah. When in the modern day, was just such a shock to everybody because that. It's not to say it's not part of the game, but just there weren't that many defensive players who were so effective at getting the ball out in, in the, the modern day. Vito was a fucking I mean, that ball's coming out. To like the ball, if he, <laughs> in the secondary, that was he changed the game. But so back in the day, how many, I mean, how many forced fumbles did you say? I'm going to say Ricky's plus 40 and Cam's 10 to 15. Ricky had 40. Okay. Wow. On the money? Did we get on, a, dude. On spot the button? On. Damn. Well, Cam, now, here's, here's the thing. you got to realize, like, this is what he and I have talked about for the yeah, 30 mean, years we've known each other. I'm just saying, on the button, 40. I mean, I, I get it if he's like, you probably have Okay, like hold on, hold on. Let's test 35 it. 35 Cam, what you got for Cam? I'm calling it in the low teens. I don't know exactly. I'm going to say... But you hit the last one I'm going to say 14. 15. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Man. Close. Hell yeah. All right. So, that's, that's a huge difference when you're talking about impact. Yeah. I mean, Turnovers. there's possessions in a ball yeah, game. That's, that's what changes games. So... Ricky was elite at that. That's why I have him kind of above if, everyone. If you had a guy... Well, Jesus, Ricky had eight interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky was a freak. Uh, I think... But I think... I feel like most that's Saints fans I, know that. I don't think that's a secret. I got I one think, for you. How many fumble recoveries well, does Ricky have? Recoveries? Oh, that's harder. I don't... That's, that's what I'm saying. I think 20. 29. That's amazing. That's insane. So that's 69 fumbles impacted. If that's you, a crazy number, imagine, I'm just telling you. That's, that's nuts. That's a Hall of Fame number by itself. It goes itself. back to why we were con- comparing Vilma to either DeMario or Sam Mills. That's it, also it DeMario's to, knock, by the way, but is it, he doesn't force turnovers. Well, goes, but my point is that Under if 10 we're in talking about the right best now. inside defender or, or linebacker for Breeze's prime being Vilma, because Vilma was there for, for the Super Bowl year, he was there for the 2011 year, and if Vilma's the best we had at that position, can you imagine having a guy like Ricky when when Breeze was in there giving Breeze the ball that many extra times? I mean, I think that's it, it, if they people, would. I'm just we, there's you. a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda with 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 100%. the Saints Super Bowl era and Bounty Gate and all that stuff. But like, and we can complain I think about even everything more than but... Bounty Gate. I mean, if you if we had just like sold out one of those years for a game, you're not going to just sign a Ricky Jackson. I'm not saying that Ricky Jackson was out there. There wasn't one. But if you could have got a guy somewhere between Vilma and Ricky. They could have. They had opportunities. They chose not to During Breeze's prime. I mean, you're giving the goat It's my biggest knock of Loomis in his career. He did nothing to fix the pass rush that we did not have for Breeze's seven years of his prime. We were a below average pass rushing team. Cam was the only presence, if we're being honest, Mm -hmm. after Will Smith was gone. Will Smith had some really great years. Once he moved on, Cam started his career very slow as a pass rusher and he then did. hit his stride yeah, I remember that. towards yeah. the back end of Drew's career. He wasn't in his prime when Drew was truly in his early thirty prime. Right. They didn't they did they didn't overlap. Yeah. They kind of came separately. But I when still don't think like, Cam became elite, Drew yeah. was 
just starting to come off of that. Okay, hold on. I want to throw this out there. So what I say in Demario? Well, Demario Davis. I'm gonna say career, three career interceptions, seven fumble recoveries. I said ten or less. So he's got ten on ten the nose. Okay. What do you think Vilma has? More than that. Oh, for yeah. sure. Forced or um, recovered? I'm gonna say Vilma has double digits in both. Yes. Um, I'll say he had 14 picks and. Are we doing fumble recoveries or fumble? Fumble recoveries. Fumble recoveries. So he has 12 interceptions. Okay, I said 14. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say the same thing. 14 fumble recovery. 10 fumble recoveries. Okay, so I oversold him. A so he bit. had 11 forced fumbles. Yeah. And DeMario has three. Two. Yeah, two or three. I knew that. That's a big uh, difference on turnovers. It man. is, 100%. But That to me, that tightens the... I, I still agree with you. I'd probably take DeMario over him, but I think that tightens... The debate's a little closer than uh, than we think. It's... Again, I love the guy. I love Just, both of them. DeMario's... Those are two of here. my 10 favorite Saints ever. Demario's run here is one of the top. I mean, oh, absolutely, absolutely, and it's still going. So he's still writing the. He's four uh, All Pros in five years with the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think Demario. Him in coverage. Is you would like to see a few more turnovers though. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, he, he. That's his weakness, and it's Cam's weakness, and it's the only weaknesses, yeah, if you yeah. ask me. And that's why maybe our defenses haven't been elite. Is that we don't and you know Marshawn first year great turnover producer since then kind of lower level you know he was leading the league in yeah. passes defense when he went out this year but he he didn't have any interceptions he had one when he came back pick six where was that where's the pick six what game was that mm. it, it sealed the game whichever it was I remember yeah. that um can't, can't say what but I think it was when we were playing the Baker Mayfield Panthers it was that game. Did he see that game? Maybe you might be right. I don't know. That, I can't that was, remember. That. That was a, I do remember him. It was like the it clinched the game. That was yeah. a bigger fourth joke about my misreference. Um, but no, no, I like the reference. It didn't land. It didn't really land. I, I was surprised. You're leaning in honest. heavy. Yeah, you're going a little too heavy on it. Actually, <laughs> it ha- so here's, it here's one. I do that sometimes. Who's your favorite Saints defensive back of all time, and why is it Johnny Poe? <laughs> I love Johnny Poe because like that's pure entertainment. That guy could lose a ball in perfect position more than I take it back. You know, There's somebody worse. Um, uh, what was the guy's name? Holy shit. Jason David? No, he was know. terrible. He We're was just terrible. About him. Um, <laughs> Coy Cook was something. Who was the corner that was always in perfect position and got beat every goddamn time? <laughs> the guy The guy would play Give perfect leverage. <sighs> yeah, whatever. No, re- more recent than anything. It's not bro. Who was that? I used to say that all the time. Oh, Delvin Bro had some tough beats, dude. Where he'd yeah. be in the guy's hip pocket and, and the ball would go through his, his arms. His eyes would get lost in the light of the Superdome. Yeah, no, those were rough. Those uh, are tough. Truthfully, my favorite Saints defensive back of all time? Or who's the best Saints defensive back of all time? I mean, you got to say Lattimore almost. It's, it's close, It's between man. two for me. It's between Sammy Knight and Lattimore. Lattimore's Sam- better than Knight. He's a much better player, but fucking Sammy Knight turned the ball over like a freak. Look that up. I bet you he had 30 interceptions in his career. He was just always around the ball. How many years was he with us? Like four? Six? Let's see. He was at least six years with us. I don't know, man. We're about to see. 
So Sammy Knight. Dave Waymer's in that conversation. Yeah, okay, he played six seasons with us. 30 picks, 29, something like with that. With us, he had 28. There you go. That's pretty freaking good. You sure that's, it wasn't... Uh, that's bo- five a year almost. That's pretty good, consistent turning the ball over. He was a really good player for us. Yeah, he was. Are we sure we're not leaving out to Bucky Jones and Brandon Browner? <laughs> Triggering intensifies. Brandon Browner started out okay. Briefly. And then uh, it was like, oh, we're in bad shape. We're yeah. Bad shape. Um, Dude, Sammy Knight had 42 career interceptions. Yeah. He's he's underrated big time. He was just always around the ball. Always. Look up Dave Waymer too. Dave Waymer. Yeah, he was a good player. Dave Waymer was a very good player. If Ronnie Lott didn't exist, there had been a few years there, he would have been in the Pro Bowl every year. I mean... He had 48 interceptions. Yeah. Dave Waymer was a was a borderline Hall of Famer on a better team. If he was on a little bit better team that won something, he Jesus. would have been a Hall of Famer. Look, we, we all know the issues with him, but for that one year, do we not have to talk about Darren Sharper? I mean, you have to. It's the greatest... I mean, just the best season. It was just the best defensive back season in Saints history. It was un, it was unreal. And you're talking about Vilma and all that. The guy who changed that defense was Darren Sharper. Yeah, and nine I was thinking, interceptions that year, eleven turnovers total. How many, I think he had multiple pick sixes. On yeah. His own. Well, the really impressive thing is he the, forced eleven turnovers. Well, the yardage on his returns is yeah. unreal. Hold on, I'm about to pull it up. Yeah, it went sideways after that, but <laughs> yeah, but on multiple. But nine, yeah. listen to this. You ready for this? Nine interceptions, 376 yards in return. Yeah, that's two crazy. Touchdowns. Three touchdowns, Three touchdowns. along of uh, 99 yards. Because we're talking about a guy like Ricky. He honestly we're, should we're, have been the defensive player of the year that's that year. That's insanity. He and he we're talking about how if you had a guy like Ricky, somebody who could have given Drew the ball back. Well, like Sharper was like, well, I'll just do one better. I'll just go score. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not look, even, look, I'm not going to give the quarterback the ball. That defense was not great, and that's all. Well, they were opportunistic. They were turnover yeah. dependent. Yeah. They led the league in turnovers, yeah. 39, I think. You can check that. But I think they had 39 turnovers in 16 games. Two and a half turners a game. Yeah. That's yeah. an insane number. And look, and we're not going to litigate Sharper and his, his laundry list of No, we all know. Yeah. But the well, reality. Well, all of that's going to keep him from the NFL Hall of Fame, which he as it should, should be in. Right. No, he should be the in. The reality if we, if is. If it's just about football. That is the but, best mm, defense. His crimes definitely doesn't trump care. that. Only baseball cares about that. Yeah, that yeah. is without <laughs> question no, they, the best defensive back season in Saints history. Yeah. Should have won defensive player of the year. Yeah. It was well, only that's a whole other topic. Should that keep him out of. He fell off a cliff after that year with the Saints. Oh, that was, he was out um, of the league two years later. Um, the crime he was charged with in Louisiana was punishable by death until the Louisiana Supreme Court, I mean, until the U.S. And Supreme Court stepped states, in. But he was charged in multiple not, states. We're, yes, we're Arizona, I, California. Here, here's the deal: we're talking, <laughs> we shouldn't even have a pot on that because, like, yes, the answer is yes. It should keep from the NFL Hall of Fame. But we will say he. I mean, yeah, you're right. That year, no, we're was talking strictly his numbers. Football, we're not talking foot, about him as a person. Yeah. I thought you meant NFL Hall Corey, of Fame. O.J. Simpson is in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Well, so, you talk about that. Didn't he get inducted before Nicole Brown and all, all that? He's stuff? still in there. He's still in the Hall of Fame. They didn't kick <laughs> him out. Well, that that's 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 a Canton problem. But um, but no, I agree with you, Max. That that year that Sharper <laughs> listen, had football. Listen, football I'm not. Only I'm not was defending. Great. I'm not defending Darren Sharper's personal. I know you're life. not. I know you're not. I'm talking strictly his numbers. Yes. His numbers alone, he is a Hall of Famer. Now he's not going to get in the Hall. He of has fame Hall because of, of Fame extracurriculars numbers. Correct. 100% yes. he's a Hall of Famer from football stats only. Yeah. He has Hall of Fame numbers. He's not a Hall of Famer. 
Uh, well, it's the same thing. He's a Hall of Disagree. Famer based on the numbers. Now, should he be in the Hall of Famer? That's a different debate. There should never be a bust of Darren Sharper in Canton. Sorry to anybody who's close with him. That's fine. We're talking strictly on the numbers. Based on the numbers, that's a Hall he of Famer. He is Hall of Fame numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all we're talking about here. We're not talking about whether he should be in there based on whatever you know what he's done. Yeah. We're not playing morality police. We're just saying... No, you're right. As a this player... His career was a Hall of Fame. Career. It's a Hall of Fame career. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether or not he uh, is in the Hall of Fame is a different story. Yeah. If I could care less. If you Honestly. take the name off, the whatever jersey. they do to him, I'm fine with. He well, deserves it's like when they do those player A, player B comparisons, and they're both like you know you can't see their names or their faces. It's like if the you, question is, if you did that you, with him, then yeah. If you compare, it's it a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Do you I want agree. the Hall no, of Fame to re- represent what happened in NFL history, or do you want the Hall of Fame to honor? The particular players and their lifestyles and everything else. I mean, I think. See, that's a great question. I think that's. I mean, I, I think that's obvious. I think that when you have a guy who was indicted and convicted of one of the. But there are plenty of those serious, players in Hall of Fames right now. That's what I'm saying. Baseball, especially the early 1900s. Well, then very I would dis- then people. I would disagree with any Hall of Fames that I, now I know that they're not just going to kick him out because of what I say on a podcast. But I. <laughs> Think that I disagree. I wish you had that power, Corey. Yeah, right. Have you Corey listened to this said podcast? You're not in the Hall of Fame. That's how ah, good this podcast shit. is. Um, <laughs> no, I I disagree with any Hall of Fames that you know me personally keeping guys yeah. like that in or guys that have that on their record. But like, again, like we're not the moral police. We're not here to talk about. No. I could go all lawyer on you if I wanted to about crimes and this and that. But uh, that's just my take on you know, well, you look at it. I, I don't think that an aggravated rapist should have a bust of himself in the NFL Hall of Fame and I, I, I'm not apologizing we're not for that advocating take. for him we're not telling you you should think that I'm just yeah. saying there are people like that in the Hall of Fames currently then they shouldn't be there either they probably shouldn't but uh, but again that's a Canton problem or that's a Cooperstown right. thing that's a that's a that's a NFL Hall of Fame that's not a 28-3 podcast problem <laughs> no it's not but it, 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 it what was his up. career interceptions did he eclipse 50 Sharper, he's in the forties, I believe. I'll he was up. getting close, he's close to, to fifty, I think. Well, uh, he was getting close to Rod Woodson at one point. I remember there was a conversation about that. Uh, I think he had the record, and if he played it a little bit longer, now the record's what sixty-five. Oh my God, he had he's 50, sixty-three. Yeah, yeah, he was close. He was close. I remember yeah. that came up on the radio that if I he, mean that's a Hall of Fame. That's he a was, Hall of Fame career, dude. What's yeah, the record? Look, I'm 72? not going to. We're not Max, here to litigate whether he should be in the Hall of Fame. Right. That body of work he put up in his career. It's Hall of Fame numbers. Hall of Fame career. The guy he played next to for a no, bunch he, of years. I don't think anybody's going to tell you that if, if if things didn't go the way they went legally for him, no one's going to tell you that he wouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame without that. But that He's a consensus Hall of Famer without the legal stuff. It just I mean, that's an easy answer, I think. Corey, where do you stand on steroids? <laughs> Lance Armstrong favorite cyclist look and it's a good debate man and you know I think honestly the 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 tide of public opinion has drastically shifted in the past you know five six seven eight years you know people were much more I guess focused on it's out there more it's out there more and look when in the social media age and it should be and that's a good thing that it's out there more yep. but you know whether you want to, it's still a part of NFL history, you can, regardless. Yeah. Because the Saints Super Bowl probably doesn't exist without him. It doesn't. As bad a person and as he, he should have won be. Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Well, he I think, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the, like I said, there there's so many 
little ways for this to turn into a non-podcast conversation because I think if you're talking about the problems that a lot of the a lot of the marketing problems the NFL has, a lot of the image problems the NFL has, is that I mean, they're yeah, but not, we're not here to litigate. No, that. that's we're what I'm saying. Strictly we're, talking that, about his. Body that's why of I just prefaced stats. it. That's why I just prefaced it with the guy's a piece of shit. This isn't a podcast. Field. This isn't a podcast problem. This is something that like this conversation could easily slip into all the shit the NFL has to deal with. I mean, you think they're doing all these like campaigns every other week where like the team's got some other kind of color scheme every single week because the NFL thinks it's fun. Like they're wearing camo this week. They're doing crucial catch the next week. Yeah, they're yeah. doing pink it's the next. It's all about money. It's because do we think the NFL as a corporation really cares as a company? No, no, they don't. They're trying to save their image and it's, obvious look at our and guy so, uh, look like, at our guy mike freeman who just got canned because yeah. he was questioning so Goodell. you know like the nfl's got no moral compass in and of itself so if we're talking about so put him like, in the hall of fame right <laughs> well i think that's why they're Boy, advocating for darren <laughs> yeah. sharper you just flipped on, on the nfl no, but that's they why they don't care about anything that's put why they in. won't if they're going through the 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 hoops to it's fake image to, right. to, exactly. to find players if they're not wearing crucial catch socks on any given sunday then they're definitely not going to put in a golden bust of a guy who's been convicted of one of the worst crimes that's on the books. But they'll let but a murderer again. But in. like Mike said, we're not here to litigate that shit. Like no, that's that's. But he's, but we just did it and we fixed it. <laughs> you, you, yeah, it's fixed. Right. You, that's uh, it's a bold statement. That's like saying that. He, so, so well, hold on. So for the record, Darren Sharper is eighth all in time. NFL What's history. What's the record? Seventy two. Seventy four. Interceptions with sixty three. Tied with Ronnie Lott. Ed Reed, 7th with 64. Yeah. Charles Woodson and Ken 65. Riley with 65. Yeah. My guy, Dick Night Train Lane, Lane with 68. <laughs> Rod Woodson with 71. Somebody named Emlyn Tunnel. Tunnel, yeah. Emily. 79. Giants. And then Paul Krause with 81. 81. That's absurd. Holy fucking ball. <laughs> 81? 15 year career, 81 interceptions. That's insane. That's still six did he, a year. Did Nick almost. just say well, funk, five and a half a year. Did Nick just say funky butt loving? <laughs> that's Night train a, lane. That's bro. never getting broken. 81's never getting broken. Well, this brings up a good one. Most random favorite old school player we weren't old enough to watch. Deacon Jones. Yes, that's the fucking <laughs> answer right there. Head slap. The head baby. slap, baby. Look at Corey. He doesn't even know who Dick, Deacon Jones is. I know the name, but. Oh, my God. All-time leading sack leader if they count I love how Max at times gets mad at me for just not existing. <laughs> so do we realize... Just, just, I can't Corey, believe you just weren't even born yet. You weren't younger than me. <laughs> Corey, we were How did you not form memories when you were six months old? Corey, we weren't, we weren't <laughs> no, born. No, we, we, were, we weren't born when he played. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, Corey, do you know where the term sack comes from? That's a loaded question. No. The NFL term sack... Oh, football. Yeah. Where does it come from? I don't know. Deacon Jones. He coined the term sack. How did he do that? What was it he said? He wanted to put uh, quarterbacks in this. Oh, yeah. Shit, I'm going to get quarterback wrong. sack, something like that. Yeah. The funny thing is, so like if he actually, so he, he would be the all He time, has zero career sacks, though. Right, because they weren't tracking sacks. Because they weren't tracking sacks. Stat. He uh, would be the well, all time sack leader in the NFL history if yeah, they were tracking sacks. Uh, Reggie may have passed that. Um, so he has tackled a quarterback that. behind the line of scrimmage. Or Bruce. just wasn't recorded. Bruce Smith, probably. Right. He had the lead. I think Bruce Smith actually broke the number that they gave him. Yeah. But he only played a 12-game season his whole career, too. Yeah. Yeah. So his whole career was that 12-game season, and he had the record until Bruce Smith broke it, I believe. Yeah. Deacon Jones was the man. 
He wow. would just he would just punch people in the head. The head with the helmet. So Corey, so what he did, he literally would cup his hand mm-hmm. and he would swing it. So you know the hole in the helmet. They outlawed it, the head slap, because he would cup his hand and smack it right Probably in there. Probably came up with the term ear holing people. Yeah. 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 So he would have, like today, he would get 35 personal fouls a game. Be, well, he couldn't because he'd be ejected before you know the next one. That's true. Now you only get two. So look at this. What a shame. We've ruined the game. So Deacon Jones. Want to go back to the rule two, two, Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Two-time defensive player of the year. Five-time first-team All-Pro, yeah. three-time second-team All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowl, five-time sack leader. Yeah. Well, that's all in, mm. in in hindsight. There was no such thing as sacks. They're well, just calling yeah. him five-time sack leader. Um, eight-time All-Pro is pretty pretty lofty territory. Yeah, that's serious. That's serious. You put him ahead of Rick Jackson? Yes, by a lot. That's... That's yeah, like that's... saying, is Lawrence Taylor and Reggie White better than Ricky Jackson? Yes, they are. Okay. That's the next best thing. How about this? In 1967, he had 21 and a half sacks in 14 games, and then he had 22 sacks in 14 games the next year. Yeah. He was a freak. I think. Never saw him. Yeah. Well, before we totally wrap this up, are there any other Saints... Did we settle the White. Doom Patrol debate, Corey? Actually, let's circle back. I don't think y'all, so even, Corey, after, I don't think after y'all the, even allowed it to be a debate. So, Corey, after I mean, the, the... We ranked them? After the argument... Or not the argument. After... Our, well, fuck it. Our argument that we have laid before the uh, the judge here, what mm-hmm. do you think? Was our statement convincing enough for you to say that maybe it was foolish to compare Pete Werner and Demario Davis to the Doom Patrol? I never compared them. I asked a question, first off. <laughs> okay. Counselor. But um, I think you have both laid out a very... Com- Eloquently stated. I think you, you both have laid out a very compelling case for why the question should not even be asked. Even if the question posed was, is Warner DeMario a Dome Patrol light, considering how much you sung their praises earlier before I asked that question? Well, I feel like you need at least three of them to even be compared to the Well, that's why, well, that's why I said Abram. light. Maybe I should, look, maybe I should have said zero calorie or Heineken zero. I don't know. But like, it's a good question. Y'all laid out a good, a very compelling case as to why, it, and I, to me, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing that's going to sway the court's opinion on this matter is that it's the intensity of the Dome Patrol. It's that, they had enough talent and purpose to where, and they had enough variety to where they'd never let up. You had, even if you threw out Vaughn Johnson in the beginning, not faulting you for that, but like if he was number four, but that dude was still a hoss. Like, Do you remember pro what a freak show he was? Multiple pro bowler. Right. Like, well, incredible like, player. You're talking about like another six, guy with... Four, 260? Yeah. yeah. He was an animal. Yeah, he was yeah. the exact opposite of Mills. They, were, they looked like right. this. It was crazy. You're talking they about were, a guy who's outweighs these quote-unquote defensive end prospects in the 2023 NFL draft who could move better than any of the linebackers. And and so you got that guy's number four. You, your number three guy is Nick gave his entire resume, and he's number three. Uh, you know, I mean, I think you're right. As as good as DeMario and Warner could ever be as a unit, because let's face it, we have two linebacker units now. We don't roll three deep unless we have to. I think the Dome Patrol has clearly laid out their case, and y'all have supported them through this, that they had everything you could ever want. Yeah, I think In a linebacker unit, in a diversity, talent, size, all that standpoint. Maybe maybe 
the way I phrased Vaughn Johnson diminished him. Uh, it did. It absolutely did. But compared to those three guys, it's very difficult. It's but hard, he no, made hard. at least three Pro Bowls, maybe four. Um, I don't know if he made All Pro. He he may have made check it. it. He may have made an All Pro or two. Um, but there was a year we had all four of those guys in the Pro Bowl. That's I mean, insane. How do you have one team's whole linebacking core in the Pro Bowl? Yeah, that Can was you imagine if... as of, What's 92? The all four. When they all four made it. Yeah, uh, that picture but, of them all in so the Pro Bowl. So Vaughn was a, a second team all pro Okay, in 89, four-time four, Pro Bowler. Four-time Pro Bowler. So that's an yeah. excellent freaking player. You know what I wish could happen to, you know, like talk about movies that I have seen. If, uh, you know, Back to the Future at Bluey. Well, I've seen Bluey. I've got twin four-year-old daughters, dude. <laughs> and it's not even a movie. It's like eight-minute episodes. Wait, you've but actually seen Back to the Future? I've seen all three of them. But all right, all right. There's hope for <laughs> you yet. But if, you know, Doc and McFly got the Dome Patrol into one of those games where Tom Brady was crushing an iPad, I think that would be, like, the best. That would just be the best annihilation ever. If he was having such a hard time with the unit we had out there, can you imagine putting those four guys across from him? Man, I would have put Darren Sharper. Gosh, like Darren Sharper to pick him off but, and score. But that's how much like you know you hate a Tom Brady or you hate a Falcons. It's like you just either of those like the Bucks with here's Brady good, or the Falcons a, with literally anybody. You know, you just want more. You want more destruction. All time right? hated opponent Falcons. as a Saints fan. Falcons. Well, well, as a team, if either of you there. tell me anyone other than the Falcons, I'm going to slap the shit. It's out not of the Falcons for me. I know you're going to say the 49ers. Yeah, I know you are. Because the 49ers well, ruined my... They, the Falcons yeah, have never ruined, ruined anything for me. I get it, but... I hate them, but they've never ruined anything for us. They've sucked so much. It, it, it's not, No, but it's the close proximity. And the I fact agree, that the that 49ers ruined city. my dreams as a kid. Like, over and over again. Yeah, but, yeah, but that was like a four-year stretch when but they the Falcons. No. But the Falcons much started. Than the Falcons started. Dude, I'm sorry, five years. 87 to 92. That's when they ruined our stuff. They didn't ruin anything after that. Yeah, I mean, okay. The the 2011 playoff game, notwithstanding, we just we just were in the wrong place, wrong time for Dude. being in the NFC West yeah. with Jerry Rice and Mon- even in the Montana years, but especially the Steve. When Young we years. were good, they won three titles. I well, know, okay, the last title maybe not. Well, they won two titles. Yeah, because that was '94. Yeah, Steve and we, we had sucked at that. We should have right. never been in their own in their division. No, we shouldn't have been. The, and that, like, that's why I was so New Orleans is not West. Yeah, How that was a that team, West? The no. team from San Francisco and New Orleans were in the same division. That should have never happened. They they just ruined us. Dude, I, I feel you. And they're probably my second. What have the Falcons really done to us other than Corey's worst game ever? <laughs> Directly to us. Existed. They just It's sucked. not what they've done With Breeze, we just dominated the it's, fucking Falcons. Ah. What was he? You Look up that, that record. Five interception game he threw. Look up his record. We won sixty five percent of the games against the Falcons when Breeze was here, guaranteed. Well, the Falcons didn't make a Super Bowl when Breeze was here, but we all know what happened in that Super Bowl. They did make one before and right after. They lost them both. Yeah. I there is no other answer to this question than Falcons. But Breeze, Breeze versus Falcons. I want to know the numbers because that's about when they came in our division a couple 19 years prior. And 10. Nineteen and ten. What's that percentage? Sixty what percent? Help me out, Corey. You're the math guy. Figure it out. Come on. Sixty-three percent. I'm, I'm guessing. A, I'm gonna go sixty-three percent. We go a little more than fifty, Bob. I'm gonna do the math. There I'm gonna go. say sixty-three. <laughs> um, sixty-five. Sixty-five. Right on the number. He, that's fine. That's at, dominance. He looks at the you lawyer. You dominated the math question. Like that's pretty strong. That's a dominant. 
period of 15 years. He kicked their ass. That, that's fine. I'm going to tell you right now, in the playoffs this year, I was firmly behind the 49ers against the Eagles. Yeah. I don't have an issue with the 49ers right now. I hate the Falcons with so every fiber of my So you've mended the Hence the name of this podcast. <laughs> you've mended the 28 to fucking 3 podcast. I hear you, but... Yeah, it wasn't the 49ers that blew a 25-point lead. We can still game. celebrate that 25-point loss oh, and we hate will, the 49ers so. more for what they did to my childhood. Maybe I'm well, tougher as just, an adult. It wasn't just your childhood. My childhood was ruined too because of it. But it was a five-year stretch. They did make a Super Bowl while but while Breeze was here, I though, think right? It's like, well, that yeah, was incorrect. Yeah, that was the incorrect. The 49ers had their time, and then they kind of went away because they got worse, but also they got out of our division. They were in a different... Exactly. They were in a the, different division. The, the, Fal- the Falcons Correct. just won't... They but they've won't been go, in a different division They ruined you years. at the worst times. Even when they, you know, have one game... They, they just win... Games they're not supposed to win when you need them to just suck. If the, the Saints most. are going like, to go two and fifteen next year, if they just beat the Falcons in those two games, that'll soften the blow. It's just like I. It's hate a rivalry. Them. It's just a, I hate it's, them. I've got family in Atlanta. They have not caused me the same. They have rewarded me with twenty-eight to three. They have rewarded me with sucking. The 49ers fucking. Ruined me as a besides, kid. yeah. But I just don't have that much trauma from the Falcons. That's why, like, it's what's the what's the quote? It's not a rivalry until the other team wins. Well, okay, okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. But we're not talking rivalry. We just said most hated team. I hate them. Yeah, I, I hate them too. I just don't know if I can hate them more than what the because they're bandwagon. Team. It's just everything. Anytime they get good, everything like, a fan of Did Matt you Ryan watch the certain... Falcons for four years when you were over there in Athens? Hell no, <laughs> he's a big fan. Big guy. No, I talk shit. Only thing me. on TV, Falcons. No, no, I went to the, I went, I've made it a point every Sunday to go to a place called the Taco Mac on uh, Broad Street Saints in Athens Park. because it was the only place that had an NFL direct Sunday ticket. And, we and they let you put the Saints on? Well, they had it on. That's surprising. Well, that's they, not surprising. They, it was one of those places so. that had every game on it. You know, oh, like, all the games. Okay. So like, yeah. it was like, where's, I you got to go sit by I walked that in every TV. Sunday yeah. and they were like, it's you again, huh? I was like, I yeah, what you. TV is it on today? Yeah, the one yeah. in the corner, back in the closet. Got my terrible, it's a tube yeah, TV. Pretty you much. Watch it. Got my terrible tacos from that place. It was like, you want a Bloody Mary? I'm like, not from you. Spent six hundred dollars there every weekend. Uh, <laughs> it was less, but it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. Well, I think if there's one thing that we established during this podcast, is that JJ McCluskey was fucking awesome. That's what I've been trying to tell you. You need to Google. I'm trying to tell you. I tried to. I tried to open with JJ McCluskey. You stole the words right out of my mouth. I, Corey's going to YouTube Dome Patrol <laughs> all night tonight. I know. Come on. Know you should Dome be YouTube and JJ McCleskey. <laughs> yeah, Max going into the vault for that one. Corey, he was roughly your height. How tall are you? Max had a Mike Carney jersey. Uh, too. I'm, I'm six. Fucking foot. right, I did. I'm 6'5. Six, right. 6'5, six, 260. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My name is Vaughn Johnson. <laughs> Vaughn was an animal. All right, that was good. Good debate. Uh, all right. I think we, yeah, we hit a lot. So uh, on to the next one. Actually, so the next the next couple of pods we're going to have, we're going to preview the draft. So we'll do a uh, offensive player preview show, and then we'll sure. do a defensive player preview show. Yep. And then we'll follow it up with a uh, post-draft recap with a special guest. Yep. So we'll leave that one in the bag until then, but uh, wrap it up, Corey. Yeah. Once again, thanks for putting up with us for another episode and uh, dealing with these old guys. And until the next one, draft preview. Here we go. Boom.